Welcome to Pray All Kinds of Prayer by Devotion Light Church with Apostle E.A. Ajay. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to prayer. We know that your life will never be the same again. Join us now for a life-changing experience. We give God the glory. (laughs) For it's amazing to be here, standing in this capacity to minister the word of God. For the word of God is very important. And so, there are many things that we read in the Bible that we are to follow. And one of them is prayer. And I want to come here to tell you today, for those who already know and those who don't know, to reinforce it, that prayer is important. Why is prayer important? Because when we pray, we have a relationship with God. And he has told us, instructed us, commanded us that we must pray to him. And when we pray, we know that our our heavenly father, who loves us dearly, he hears our prayers. So I want us to turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.17. First Thessalonians 5.17 pray, con- pray continually or pray without ceasing. Amen. Amen. Very simple. What else do you need to hear apart from pray without ceasing? So it is a command. It's not please will you pray. It's not can you pray. Or if you're not too busy, pray. It is pray <laughs> without ceasing. And so I want us to read also Psalms 1, 4, 5, 18. Psalms 1, 4, 5, verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto all, all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Amen. Amen. Can you read the NIV, please? Yes. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is near to those who call on him. If you don't call on him, how will he be near you? So prayer is important. I want us to read John 16, 26 to 27. 26 to 27. John 16, 26 to 27. In that day, you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved him and have believed that I came from God. Amen. 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 So the Father loves us. And Jesus is telling us to pray in his name. So Jesus came and he was telling us what to do. Jesus prayed and he was showing his disciples also how to pray. So when we pray, we are praying to our father. We're communicating with him and his love for us is growing because we are getting closer to him as we pray. I want us to read Luke 18, 7. Luke 
Yes, please. Luke 18, 7. And will not God bring you about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Amen. Amen. So prayer is important because if God is avenging his own elect, his chosen ones, if chosen ones it means that those are his people and you are crying out to him day and night and so the the there's a word there can you read it again please can you use um niv 18 7 and will not god bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night will he keep putting them off amen amen so the word I want us to focus on there is the word who. And in other versions, you may have which. And in other versions, you may have that. That is a relative pronoun. That word means that the first part is linked to the second part. And so if you leave the first part, the second part is not going to happen. So read the first part for me, please, Sister Denise. 18, seven. Yes, please. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night. So there we are. We have the who and then cry out to him day and night. Beloved, prayer is important. You are to cry out to God day and night, to our Father day and night. Apostle Emmanuel has preached this here before and it is again being said again because prayer is important and we have to think about the word what does the word important mean because sometimes we may have our own conceived ideas of what importance means so i'd like us to look it up please can somebody find for me the definition of important sister denise The meaning of important, of great significance or value, or a person having a high rank or status. Thank you. So, it is of great significance. It is of great, it's a great necessity. You need it. If it's important, it means you need it. It's necessary. So, we think about things that are important to us in life. And so, is it important to have a roof over our heads? Yes. It's important. Is it important to eat every day? Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Fantastic. <laughs> and did you know that teachers have a 6.5 pay increase effective from September 2013? No. Why? Because it's not important to you. <laughs> but it's important to me. <laughs> Extremely important. And also today is a very special day for a certain people that come from a certain country. What is it, sir? Jamaica. It's Jamaica Independence Day. <laughs> but it's only important to those who have an interest in it. But prayer has to be important to everybody. Everybody. Not only because it concerns just you. Because when you pray... 
it affects those who you are praying for, who you are praying about, who you are praying against. Prayer affects everybody. So prayer should involve and be of interest and importance to everybody. Because without it, the relationship that you want to have with your father, now you are limiting it. You are cutting it off. Because you are to read the word. And when you read the word, the word tells you to? Prayer is important. So we continue to focus on prayer. Because another situation came about. A young sister that's in this church. And there were free burgers going. And the free burgers was because a store had opened up in another town. Now this young person... Got ready. Now, I know this person never leaves her house without her hair looking immaculate. She doesn't step out with unironed clothes or things hanging out or anything dirty. So I know in the house, she got up free. Okay. Put on her clothes, slicked down her hair again. Normally, there's nothing wrong with her hair anyway. But I know time would have been spent in the mirror doing her hair. To get on the bus... And travel eight miles for a free burger. Adults, please put your hand up. Would you travel eight miles for leave your house, get ready, everything look nice, good to go and get a free burger? No, I I don't even need a show of hands. But why did she do that? Because it was important to her a free burger. I was amazed. So I said, no, this one, I have to put it in because, <laughs> because people need to understand what is important to one person is not important to another. And if it's necessary, you will do it. It's amazing what things are important to one person and what is not important to another. And so when we look at prayer, we cannot take it for a joke because prayer has to be important to us. So make a choice today and pray every day. So we give God the glory. Praise the Lord. So when we pray, we do many, many things. We ask, we bind, we break, we commit into God's hands. We thank God and we declare. And so we want to look at some of the the people in the Bible that have shown us how powerful prayer is. And just what it is we are supposed to be doing. Because the Bible has been written to teach us. And so we have come to learn. Sister Denise, please can you read for me Acts 13.22. Acts 13.22? Yes, please. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Acts 13, 22. After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Amen. Amen. And David was a man after his own heart. Please read the NIV version, please. That was the NIV. And uh, King James then, please. Please, okay. 22. 
And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my, after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Amen. 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 So there was a part in there that uh, I want to focus on. David was a man after God's own heart. Amen. And he was a God, man after God's own heart because he fulfilled God's will. Amen. And if he's fulfilling God's will, all that has been written in the Bible for us to follow, he is doing it. And one of them is prayer. So prayer is important because David, a man after God's own heart, was a man of prayer. And so, again, we are, it is confirming for us prayer is important. Can you please read for me, please, um, Luke 10, 19. Because we pray for many things. And when we pray, our prayers are heard and answered. And they manifest in the physical. And so it's important that when we read the word, that the things that have been promised to us, we pray for it. We pray for it. We pray for it. Because prayer is what's going to help us move forward in that which we are promised, that we will see it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Luke ten nineteen, I have given you authority to trample upon trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Amen. Amen. So this has been promised to us, yeah? We've been given authority to what? Snakes and scorpions. So if you like Please go to Asia, mm -hmm. go to Africa, where there's plenty of snakes and scorpions, and trample on them. And say, I've been given the power. We praise God. And this snake will be coming up against you, this scorpion will be coming up against you, and you go there and trample on them. So what will happen? Is it likely that you will have the power over the serpent or the scorpion? Very unlikely. What will happen is that you'll be defeated by the scorpion or the serpent. Because you need to pray this. Yeah? Pray it so that it will manifest in the physical. That those scorpions and those snakes that are not there physically in front of you, literally a snake and a scorpion, that whichever form, whichever shape that they come in, that you will trample on them and be victorious in Christ. Amen. So we need to be aware that when we are praying and we are binding and we are committing and we are breaking, that we are trampling on snakes and scorpions. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you read for me also Proverbs 18.21? Praise the Lord. Amen. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Proverbs 18:21 The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruits. Amen. Amen. So when we are praying, what we are speaking, it has the power of life and death. Amen. So you are to speak, you are to pray, you are to speak life into your life. You are to speak life into every situation. And when you are praying, that is what you are doing. So if you don't speak, nothing will happen. If you keep quiet, nothing will happen. What you are doing is you are allowing chance 
and time to happen to you. That whatever will be, will be. Because you haven't taken control and asked your father and committed it into his hands that he will now lead your life with the Holy Spirit. So it is important that we pray and we speak life into our life in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to now read Isaiah 59.1. I have a lot of scriptures today, so apologies if you are flicking backwards and forwards. <laughs> Isaiah 59, verse 1. Oh, sorry, yes, 59, verse 1. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. Amen. Amen. And Joshua 24, 1 to 10. This one is a longer one. Our God hears. Amen. Amen. Joshua 24, 1 to 10. Now standing up here, I understand what Apostle says when he says amen and no one responds. <laughs> People, please, it's my first time. Respond. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. All the time. All the time. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow, we give God the glory. <laughs> Joshua 24, 1, one to, to 10. 10. Okay, thank you. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Ephrates and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his family went to down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and brought you out. When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. Amen. I, amen. Amen. We thank God. Because what I wanted you to hear from that is that God hears. They cried unto him and God heard them. And so, what do you want God to hear? What is it that you want to see in your life? What is it that you want to see in the lives of your children? What is it that you want going forwards in the next five years, in the next ten years? What is it that you want to see manifest in the physical? Because without crying out to God, without praying, he will not hear you. We say in our minds, we have lots of thoughts going on. So... God knows my heart. God knows my heart. 
But he said we must pray. He didn't say, I will listen to your heart and do it for you. He said you must pray. So prayer is important. Hallelujah. Luke 10, 19. Luke 10, 19. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Amen. Amen. So that scripture again has come through because I said I have given you authority. So you have authority. When you pray, you have authority. You are taking authority. If you don't pray, you're giving away your authority. So you need to pray because without praying, your authority, you've given it away. What you're saying is, okay, as for me, you know, everything, anything that happens will go. And then troubles come. We want to make sure we pray and pray should be a necessity in our lives because prayer is important. I want to read James 4, 8. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's take back our authority. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. I think my assistant is as nervous as I am standing here. We could be nervous together. Hallelujah. (laughs) Sorry. James chapter 4, verse 8. Thank you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Amen. Amen. So draw near to God and he will draw near to you. How do we draw near to God? We draw near to God by doing his word and praying. When we are doing his word, we will be praying. So it's important, beloved, the devotion like church, that we take prayer seriously. Because some of us pray, but we need to pray more. Some of us don't pray. You need to start praying. We need to pray. And I cannot stress enough, prayer is important. So I want us to now turn to looking at what is stopping you from praying. What is stopping you from praying? Something is occupying your time. (laughs) Some of you, you're bad at organizing. Poor organization. You say, okay, you know, I I know I need to get up to pray. So you stay up till 12 a.m. at night because there's a film on or football. (laughs) (laughs) And so you say, yeah, yeah, I'll get up, I'll get up. But in the morning you are too tired. And this time you know you've got to be at work because you have a presentation or something to do. So therefore... The prayer, oh, I'll do it when I come back. When you come back, you're too tired to pray. Or something else is going on. The phone keeps ringing. The whole world is awake and they need your attention. 
Oh, the devil was a, the devil was a liar. He's he's awake, so he knows. Oh, you didn't pray this morning. Okay, that friend that you knew from way back will call you today. That um, cousin that never comes to your house is gonna come today, just so that your time now has been taken. So it's important that you have good organization. Make time for it. Make it a necessity. It's important. When you get up in the morning, some of you, you will eat breakfast. It's a necessity. It's important. So you make time for it. I've started doing that now. I never used to do it. But I do it now because it's a necessity. And before, for many years, I didn't do it. But I realized the importance of it for me. So I started to do it. And so, some of you, your time is taken with other things. You organize your clothes for work. There's a certain person I know. (laughs) Mr. Johnson. (laughs) And without fail, Mr. Johnson will get his clothes ready for work the next day. It is ironed, pressed neatly, put on the hanger. I look at it and say, hey. I need to take a leaf out of this person's book because this is fantastic organizational skills because it's important to Mr. Johnson to get his clothes ready. Why? So that he will not struggle in the morning. He looks at me, Mr. Johnson. (laughs) And in the morning, I'll get up disorganized. I will not pack my clothes the night before. I'll get up and say, oh... I think I might wear this. Oh, no, not that. By the time I finished picking out what it is I want to wear, now I have to go and iron it. Mercy. So in the morning, it was a rush. It was a struggle. Bearing in mind, I still have to pray. So what am I going to do? I have to make a change. If I don't make the change, I will do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I'll say, I don't have time. There's no time available. Oh, I'm so rushed in the morning. What am I going to do? But it's simple. I just needed to look at Mr. Johnson and learn. And so I started to watch Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson would come in, he'd get the ironing board out, routine, and iron the clothes, press it, put it in the hanger, button all the buttons up nicely. (laughs) Ready, and then go and sit down and relax. Because the next day, he has prepared for it. He has done it with purpose. He hasn't left it to chance. To think that, oh, when I get up in the morning, yes, everything will go smoothly. But there's sometimes you, you didn't hear the alarm. And so therefore now you are late. Or sometimes you heard the alarm, but you turned it off. So you're late again. Poor organization. What is occupying your time? Then the world can occupy your time. Too busy doing things that serve no purpose at all. When you sit down and think, what did I do today apart from go to work? 
What was worthwhile? What did I do that will continue on into the future to benefit me? And you were sitting, okay, I went on Facebook, I did some TikToking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that one, that one. <laughs> uh, I was chatting on social media, Facebook, flicking, 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 flicking. When you flick through Facebook, it's all rubbish. Maybe friends that you haven't seen for years, putting on what they had for dinner. Uh, one friend put on there that they had, was it goat curry? I said, hey, that one I've never heard before, but it's interesting. Goat curry, it didn't look like goat curry, it looked like soup. But I looked at it, I flicked, I flicked, I said, hey, I'm wasting my time. What am I doing? Because I came to like what was on there for Devotional Light Church. And then this thing pops up, another thing pops up, and your mind is taken elsewhere from what it is you are supposed to be doing. What it is you set your mind to do in the first place. And so you get carried away. Because sometimes, the first thing, who here does it as well? It can't only be me. When you wake up in the morning, you pick up your phone. Okay. Uh, girls, put your hand up. <laughs> huh? You pick up your phone. And before you know it, you've looked at Instagram, you've looked at Facebook. Obviously not you young ones. No Facebook for you. TikTok. Oh, God bless you. Amen. God bless you. You've looked at TikTok, Snapchat. Thank you. All of it before you even go and brush your teeth. Am I lying? No. No. What is taking your time? Is it laziness? I remember when I was told, Auntie Madeline, you have to pray all. <laughs> you have to pray. And uh, initially, it was 15 minutes. That was a struggle. 15 minutes. To many of you, you'll be, oh, 15 minutes is nothing. To some of you, oh, wow, that's a long time. At that time, for where I was, it was a long time. And I'm thinking, wow, so I have to get up, get dressed, eat breakfast, go to work. How am I going to do this? I'm, I'm struggling. So one of the ideas I came up with was, you know, as I'm, as I'm going, I can just pray whilst I'm driving to work. That one. You cannot give your time to something that is important whilst you're doing another thing. Because if I'm driving to work, unless I'm not focused on the road and I'm about to crash, there's no way I can pray fervently. There's no way I can pray and pray that which it is I need to pray. And intercede for others. And bind and break. And declare whilst I'm driving. And unless, I, I don't know, maybe I have something special. But there's no way. So as time went on, my spirit, I could feel it. This is wrong. Stop. Amen. The Holy Spirit convicting me. You need to do better. You need to do better. You need to do better. So I thank God because now 15 minutes is nothing. Now it's hours. 
We thank God. Hallelujah. And so, what is taking your time? Is it because you think that it's hard? Hmm? It's hard to pray. You don't know how you're going to have the time. Because sometimes, people are like itchy. They have ants, you know, <laughs> ants in their body. That they can't sit still for five minutes. Like, like children. <laughs> like children. You sit down, and before you know it, every minute you're looking at the phone. Oh, it's five, uh, two minutes has gone. You look at the phone again. Oh, wow, four minutes has gone. Is it because you, you, it's hard to be still? To be still and focus on the Lord. Whatever was hard yesterday, as you do it each day, it will become easier. And so you have to start somewhere before you can go anywhere. If you don't start anywhere, you won't get anywhere. You can't go in a race and you can't go in a car and not start the engine and go anywhere unless you turn it and start going. So you need to start somewhere because what was once hard becomes easier as time goes on. So what is taking your time? Are you a busybody? That one. Huh? People say to you, okay, um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I've got a, a christening. I want you to come and do my hair. And you say, oh, yes, 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 because you're a kind person. You know, you want to go and do their hair. And another one says, okay, so after you've done that person's hair, you, uh, another, another friend's having a birthday party and they want you to come and cook for them on top of it. And then another person is having an opening of a launch of their book that they're going to have, and they want you to come there and be there present to support, to cut the ribbon with them and so on. And then another person, their child is graduating from university, and you too, they've invited you, and you too want to go there and be there because it's a good thing. You want to go and support. But you can't be everywhere at the same time doing so many things. You have to prioritize and do things with purpose. Sometimes it's okay to say no. Because if you don't learn to say no to certain things, you'll be a busybody here, there, and everywhere, doing this, doing that, trying to be someone that is helpful to everybody. But you need to be helpful to yourself also. And so it's important to focus on what is taking your time. So I want us to read Luke 21, 34 to 36. Hallelujah. Luke 21. 34 to 36. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And the day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. But always on the watch, but always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. Amen. So we want to make sure that the 
things of the world are not weighing us down, that we look towards God, that we focus on prayer, and that we focus on doing the things that will enable us to do that which we need to do. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, Galatians 5, 17 to 20. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We give him all the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Five, 5, 17, 17 to, 20. to 20. Amen. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is contrary to the, to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that they are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So our flesh is fighting with our spirit. The things that you want to do, you are finding it difficult. So things that are taking your time away from prayer, things that are taking your time away from doing God's word, it is appealing to your flesh. But as you pray... Your flesh becomes subdued because you want to get up and move around. You, you hear noises outside. What's that? What's that? You want to know what's going on. But you subdue your flesh so that you will focus on the prayer that you are praying. That your, your spirit, when you pray to God to be filled with the spirit, that your spirit will be built up and then you'll be able to focus on prayer. Hallelujah. So... Prayer is important, but are you a part-time prayer? Do you only pray once a week when you come to church? Do you only pray in times of need? Do you only pray when you want something? If it's important in a time of need, if it's important to come to church and pray once a week. And for those who come once a week, some come once a week, another week pass, and then they come again. So if you only pray when you come to church, it means that your prayer life is part-time. And so you need to be serious so that prayer is seen as important in your life. And if it's seen as important in your life to you, our Father in heaven, who you are praying to, will also see that it's important to you. For he is a God that answers prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you are only praying in times of need, and you're only praying when you come to church, and you're not praying in your closet, our God, who made us in his image, will see this. Are you serious? Because if you have somebody that comes to your house to visit you, and when they come, say, yeah, I'm in a rush, you know, can't we stay long? Oh, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, thank you. Just, um, I'll, I'll just take the package and I'll go. Yeah, that's right. 
Will you see that friend as someone that is dedicated to you? Will you see that friend as someone who is close to you? Will you be getting closer to that friend? Because they're always in a rush, in a hurry. Or when they do come to you, when they do come, they're coming to collect something. You, there's something that you have. You've decided that, oh, you know, I've made a lot of food here. And uh, let me phone uh, uh, Mr. Johnson, because Mr. Johnson, I know, works very, very hard. And sometimes, you know, he needs food. And you, 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 call, you call Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson comes. But if you call Mr. Johnson for any other reason, Mr. Johnson is busy. At that time now, Mr. Johnson says, oh, you know what, I can't really come right now, but... Maybe at the weekend, and at the weekend, the weekend comes and you don't see Mr. Johnson. Will that person be closer to you? Will you seek for that person to get closer to you? Probably unlikely, because the chances are that they will not be faithful, a faithful friend. And God wants faithful people. He wants those who will be faithful to him when you're in trouble and when you're not in trouble. He wants you to be faithful to him even when you are in the midst, deep, deep, deep troubles, that you will call upon his name. And he will answer in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, there are friends that come. And they come to talk to you. Mainly even because they're going to get physical things from you. It might be just that they just want information. Because they like to gossip. There's those friends that just like to gossip. And they will just come and get close to you to get information. And so you see that, are they serious? Because what they're talking about, the subject they're talking about, isn't really, they're not really focused on you. They haven't asked you how have you been. They haven't asked you what is it you're going to be doing um, the, in the week to come. They haven't asked you about anything to do with you. Everything is to do with what it is they are seeking. And so it's important because we are made in the image of God. And so he wants us to have a good relationship with him. Just like when we pick our friends, we pick those who are faithful. We pick those who are loyal. We pick those that we have a good relationship with. That when we are talking, the relationship goes two ways. They care about you. You care about them. You ask them questions about their life. They ask you questions about your life. So when we are praying to God, we need to make sure that we are serious and not part-time prayers. That we don't pray just in time of need. That we don't pray just to ask for things. That we don't pray just when we need him to work out our situations for our good. But we must pray without ceasing. Day and night. Night and day. Hallelujah. Or is prayer your side hustle? You get up and your, your first thoughts are, okay, today I'm going to go to work. After work, I'll get my hair done. After I get my hair done, I've got to go and get those shoes before um, the shop closes. It's late night. And then after you've done all that, now you're thinking about prayer. If we are to pray and ask our Father to intervene in our lives and commit things into his hands, Prayer cannot be the last thing on your mind. It has to be the first thing on your mind when you get up. It cannot be a second thought. Oh, after I've been here, I just got to run here, got to do this. Because 
something will take your time and you will become a part-time prayer and be very ineffective because you cannot pray in your spare time. Because not many of us have spare time. And the spare time that we have, it might be very small. So now you're putting a limit on how much time you spend with God and what it is you can say to him and what it is he can do for you. Because if you pray only as a side hustle, hustle or in your spare time, maybe God will hear you in his spare time. Oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> so in the midst of trouble, some of us, because we haven't built up a strong prayer life, you know, it's, it's not ingrained in us. So when trouble comes, you revert back to what you have done before, sulking, sadness, depression, crying. You, you, you go and tell those who were here. There are some people that just speak to anybody, anyone who will listen, they go and tell them their problems. I've met people like that. You just meet them, they say, oh, you look like a friendly person. Well, you know, this happened to me, and uh, you know, I'm so down. And I just know, you don't pray. Because if you prayed, you wouldn't come and tell a stranger all of your problems. Because that is not going to solve it. I will not be able to solve your problems. I'll say, is it? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's it, finish. You're still there with the same problem. Because you don't, I haven't cultivated a life of prayer. And so, if it is your habit that you just want sympathy, then you've received that which it is your seeking. Because you haven't sought to solve the problem. You haven't sought to do something with purpose that will help your situation. You've decided you're going to be sad, you're going to cry, you're going to sulk. You're going to go in your room, as children do, and slam the door. That the whole house shake. Because when you're getting out your anger and your frustration, you think you're doing good. Yes, I've done something. I know a certain person, Miss Johnson. She's not married, this one. <laughs> and Miss Johnson, forgive me. But this one needs to be said because it's important that when in the midst of trouble, it may not even be trouble, it might just be you have an issue, but to you is a big problem. And in that situation, rather than turning to prayer, that first of all, God will subdue the anger, whatever it is that's angered you, God will subdue it for you. And strengthen you that you will not see that issue as an issue, but start to see solutions in that issue. You haven't prayed. And instead of praying to God that whatever it is that has offended you, that you no longer be offended and that you will seek now to not step in those same position to be offended again, to cause that situation to happen again, you will go and become angry. Then the anger turns to frustration. The frustration manifests in bad behavior. Sorry, Miss Johnson. <laughs> bad behavior. And the bad behavior now leads to punishment. 
Do you see the, 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 the cycle? Just going round and going round and going round. A cycle. Because prayer is not important to you. And with prayer, you can work out the situation, the issue, that the issue no longer be, is an issue anymore. Now, you have victory in Christ. Because you have looked to the Lord, and the Lord has answered your prayers. And so it's important that in the midst of trouble, that we don't just focus on ourselves and lean on our own understanding and say to ourselves, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you are, you are punching the air. That's all you're doing, punching the air. Because the same situation on how you dealt with it didn't get dealt with. You became angry, you became frustrated. And then... Two months later, the same problem again. The same problem again. The same and the same behavior. Get upset, get angry, frustrated, bam, boom, bam, bam. Door slam, pow. You think, wow, mercy. Father, we pray. And so, you have to cultivate a prayer life. Because he is a God that answers prayers. All you have to do is call on his name. And he will hear you. But if you don't call on his name, he will look at you. Ask and it shall be given. You didn't ask. So you are doing the same thing. Our father loves us. And he doesn't want to see us sad. He doesn't want to see us in sorrow. He doesn't want to see us depressed. He doesn't want to see us slamming doors. Pow, pum, pum, pum. That you get a punishment for. If you're a child. I don't expect adults to be slamming doors. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you have to cultivate... A, 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 a timetable, a life of prayer that in every single thing that you do, children also, it's important. You have to cultivate a life of prayer because in everything you do, you need to pray to the Father. Is prayer important to you? I didn't hear you. Is prayer important to you? Amen. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. The peace of God. Can you read that one again? That, just from there. The peace of God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Transcends all understanding. understanding. Amen. Continue, please. We'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We'll guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
the peace that transcends all understanding. So those issues that you thought were issues are no longer issues anymore. Because the peace of God is in you, is with you, is upon you. Those situations that you thought you would never, ever, ever see the light of day regarding that issue. When you pray to your father, the peace that transcends all understanding now has come upon you. And you will walk in the line that he is directing you to go in as you have asked and invited the father. That you will open up and he will guide you with his spirit. Because the peace that transcends all understanding is now with you. And so it is important that we are anxious for nothing. Children, don't be anxious for nothing. Because that peace that transcends all understanding is with you. Hallelujah. So it's important to try something new today. If you don't pray, don't put your hand up if you don't pray. Just, just quietly say to yourself, yeah, I don't pray, I don't pray. But I'm going to start today. It's important that you have to believe because you can pray and you don't believe. You say, I'm going to pray because my mom and dad told me to pray. My auntie told me to pray. My friend told me to pray. But you have to believe it because if you're just praying, you're just saying words. And so I want us to read Matthew 7, 7 to 11. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Matthew 7, 7 to 11. Mm-hmm. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Amen. Amen. He is a God that gives good gifts. Amen. And you have to ask to receive the gift. I have a wonderful, wonderful goddaughter. Thank you. And she's always asking. And so she receives. If she didn't ask, she wouldn't receive. She's bold. I love her. She's very, very bold. Many of us can learn from her because she would just ask. No worries at all. She's not even listening. (laughs) But you have to ask so that you receive. In order to ask, you have to believe. Because if she believed that I wouldn't give it to her, she wouldn't even bother to come in the first place. She, her, her mindset would be, oh, I'm not going to get it anyway, so what's the point? What's the point? Many of us may say, what's the point? But there's a great point because Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. And he taught his disciples how to pray. David prayed. Moses prayed. The Bible is there to teach us. These great men are praying. Why are many of us choosing to be part-time prayers. Right. Or not to pray at all. 
just to pray in the midst of troubles. Or just to pray when you want that new job. Amen. Lord have mercy. Amen. Matthew 21, 22. one to 22. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what is done to the fig tree, but also you can say to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Amen. Amen. If you believe, you will re. If you believe, you will re. If you believe, you will re. You have to believe or you will not receive. And you have to ask for it in prayer. By getting down and praying, you are showing God that you have faith. You are showing God that you believe. But you need to cultivate a habit of praying daily, of praying without ceasing, to show God that prayer is important to you and that you are not a part-time Amen. <laughs> and you are not a part-time believer. Because if you only pray part-time, you only believe part-time. And so it's important that God sees you as a true believer so that he will help you. In Jesus' name, amen. John fourteen twelve. Fourteen, twelve. Amen. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. Amen. Amen. So again, whoever believes, whoever believes, whoever believes. Hallelujah. John 15, 7. John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Amen. Amen. John 16, 23. You have to believe to ask. If you don't believe, you won't ask. John 16, In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. And so you have to believe and you have to ask so that you will receive. Hallelujah. And we ask by praying. So prayer is important. Hallelujah. But there are those who are in a hurry. And they pray, but they're itchy, they're impatient. Because God's time is not our time. But you have your own time limit. And say, so if God doesn't do it within, I don't know, seven months, hey, I don't think people, some people are even more impatient than that. Seven months is a long time. Some people, seven days. <laughs> uh, they want quick, quick things. But I don't speak like that. I say quick, quick things. <laughs> But it doesn't sound the same. So they want quick, quick things. <laughs> They're in a hurry. They want God to do it now. Well, what they don't know is that he's working things out. 
You don't know tomorrow. He knows tomorrow and he knows what's coming. So he's putting things in place. You have to take your time. Calm down. He has purged your prayers. And so we cannot want quick, quick things. And so I want us to read um, Matthew 15, 21 to 28. Hallelujah. You can't be in a hurry. Because when you take the cake out of the oven too quickly, those of you who bake, the cake goes flat. And then you have a flat cake. You don't want a flat cake for your life. You don't want your cake to be a pancake. Flat, flattened life. So you have to take time. Matthew 15, 21. Yes, to 28. Hallelujah. Amen. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman that was from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Amen. Hallelujah. So sometimes there may be a delay. And the lady, as we um, see, the Canaanite woman, she cried and continued to cry and continued to cry unto the Lord. And she continued and she didn't stop. And so her cries were answered because she pursued, she persisted. She didn't give up. She didn't wait. After, oh, I've said it twice. He hasn't, he hasn't listened. I'm going to go away. She was persistent and she continued and her prayers were answered because she cried, amen. And so I want to read Deuteronomy 8, 2 to 3. And just one more after that. One, eight to, no. eight, Deuteronomy, eight, two to three. Oh, eight, two to three, sorry. Eight, two to three. Amen. Remember how the Lord your God led you all, led you all the way into the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So they walked for 40, day, 40 years in the wilderness and they were tested. They were tested. So sometimes God wants to see what's in your heart. 
and to see if you truly want this thing or are you just babbling? Are you just making noise? Or is it a case that you are not really in great need? But if you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. So sometimes there may be a delay. Be patient. Beloved, I don't know what this word that I've preached here today means to you. But we thank God for his word today. And we give him all the glory that today we've heard again that prayer is important. And so we need to make sure that we cultivate a life of prayer. A prayer life that we pray without ceasing, day and night. That is a daily thing that we would do. Not just in time of need. Not just in time when we are in problems or we want a new job or something to happen in our lives. But for everything. In times of joy. In times when we are celebrating. In times when our children are doing well. We are to pray to him and give him thanks and praise his almighty name. Beloved, stand up and lift up your voices and pray for the word today. And thank God for the word that you've heard today and what is going to do in your lives. Father, Lord God Almighty, we thank you for the word today and for using me mightily to deliver your word. We give you all the honor and all the glory and we pray, may no one go back the same. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you have been blessed by this prayer session. For audio, CDs, videos, books and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com God bless you.